For more than 40 years, our doctors, the government, and the nation's leading health associations have told us that consuming salt increases blood pressure and thus causes chronic high blood pressure. Here's the truth. There was never any sound scientific evidence to support this idea. Even back in 1977, when the government's dietary goals for the United States recommended that Americans restrict their salt intake, a report from the U.S. Surgeon General admitted there was no evidence that a low-salt diet would prevent the increases in blood pressure that often occur with advancing age. The first systematic review and meta-analysis of the effects of sodium restriction on blood pressure did not occur until 1991, and it was almost entirely based on weak, non-randomized scientific data. But by then, we had already been telling Americans to cut their salt intake for nearly 15 years. By that point, those white crystals had already been ingrained into the public's mind as a primary cause of high blood pressure, a message that remains today. The advice stemmed largely from the most basic of scientific explanations, the salt blood pressure hypothesis. This hypothesis held that eating higher levels of salt leads to higher levels of blood pressure. End of story. But that wasn't the full story, of course. As with so many old medical theories, the real story was a bit more complex. The hypothesis went like this. In the body, we measure blood pressure in two different ways. The top number of a typical blood pressure reading is your systolic blood pressure, the pressure in your arteries during contraction of your heart. The bottom number is your diastolic blood pressure, the pressure in your arteries when your heart is relaxed. When we eat salt, so the theory goes, we also get thirsty, so we drink more water. In the salt-high blood pressure hypothesis, that excess salt then causes the body to hold on to that increased water in order to dilute the saltiness of the blood. Then, the resulting increased blood volume would automatically lead to higher blood pressure. That's the theory, anyway. Makes sense, right? All of this did make sense, in theory. And for a while, there was some circumstantial evidence supporting this claim. Data was gathered on salt intake and blood pressures in various populations, and correlations were seen in some cases. But even if those correlations were consistent, as we all know, correlation does not equal causation. Just because one thing, salt, may sometimes lead to another thing, high blood pressure, which happens to correlate with another thing, cardiovascular events, that does not necessarily prove that the first thing caused the third thing. Sure enough, data that conflicted with the salt blood pressure theory continued to be published right along with data that supported it. A heated debate raged in the scientific community about whether salt-induced chronically elevated blood pressure, hypertension, versus a fleeting, inconsequential rise in blood pressure with advocates and skeptics on both sides. In fact, compared to any other nutrient, even cholesterol or saturated fat, salt has caused the most controversy. And once we got on that salt-high blood pressure train, it was hard to get off. Governments and health agencies had taken a stance on salt, and to admit that they were wrong would cause them to lose face. They continued the same low-salt mantra, refusing to overturn their premature verdict on salt until they were presented with overwhelming evidence to the contrary. 
no one was willing to get off the train until there was definitive evidence that their presumptions were wrong. Instead of asking, did we ever have any evidence to recommend sodium restriction in the first place? We believed so strongly in sodium restriction because we believe so strongly in blood pressure as a metric of health. Low-salt advocates posit that even a one-point reduction in blood pressure, if translated to millions of people, would actually equal a reduction in strokes and heart attacks. But evidence in the medical literature suggests that approximately 80% of people with normal blood pressure, less than 120 over 80, are not sensitive to the blood pressure-raising effects of salt at all. Among those with prehypertension, a precursor to high blood pressure, roughly 75% are not sensitive to salt. And even among those with full-blown hypertension, about 55% are...